A proud member of the Earglue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step programs of suck up and get good will help even the worst of gamers just be bad. We review the latest video game titles, cover the latest news, and discuss issues that affect gamers. Here are your hosts of Bad Gamers Anonymous, Bad Gamer Jason, Bad Gamer Joe, and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. This is episode 78, our first impressions of The Division 2. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, today, this afternoon, this morning, tomorrow, in the future, possibly in the past, wherever you are. We appreciate it. I'd like to welcome now uh, the two uh, co-hosts of this show, the two, uh, the balls to my... Stop there. Oh, don't finish that. Stop there. Don't finish that. (laughs) To my billiards table, Mm. there's something wrong with both of you. It's Jason. Jason, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Good to be back. And then there's Joe. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, Joe. Hi, Jason. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, and you? I'm great. That's great. How are you doing, Crowley? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for asking, Joe. <laughs> didn't ask. Jason did. I'd like I didn't ask to just on take purpose. That. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Tonight, we got a ton to cover. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit of a lighter show than it was last week. Yeah, good. I hope so. God, that... That got heavy quick. Uh, we're going to cover some gaming news. Uh, the Jedi Academy full review on our road to wrestle. No, every time I do that road to Star Wars celebration in Chicago. Uh, and then we'll give our first impressions of the division two. Uh, but before we do just uh, real quick, some housekeeping. We're going to mention this every week until celebration is here. If you are going to be in the Chicago land area, April 10th through the 15th. If you're going to Star Wars Celebration, or if you just live in the area and you're like, yeah, you know what? I'd like to hang out with you guys. Go to eargluemedia.com. Click up uh, on the top menu. Look for the SWCC link. Click it and let us know you're going to be there. Uh, The fellas over there at the Cantina cast, Albert and Jonesy, would appreciate it. Uh, just give them a heads up and say, Hey man, I might want to hang out with you guys here while you guys are doing stuff. And then there's a whole schedule of things going on. So look, look for that. I'll be there. Uh, Joe, are you going to be there? I am going to be there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to be there right <laughs> with you. Big bear. No, no. Good Lord. Jason, are you going to, are you making an appearance at all? I'm, I'm trying my best. That the plan is to be there, but uh, something may come up, but I'm trying my best. Yeah, no, hey, you know what? Uh, if you're there, you're great, fantastic, because I'd rather have you there than Joe. <laughs> but you're getting me for the whole time. Yeah, he's going to be there much longer than I am. I don't want you at all. We're going to sleep under the same roof. Man, don't, don't remind me. I'm sleeping in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> You can, while you're there at eargluemedia.com, hit that Discord button. Join us on Discord. Lots of lively conversation this week about absolutely nothing, which is par for the course on Discord. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, we we uh, actually had an open mic night uh, this last Friday where uh, Mike Rondo, our Lord Emperor and CEO of Earglue Media, jumped on Discord, got on a mic, and we all joined him, and we just kind of, you know, BSed for a while. We yeah. chewed the fat, as they used to say. 
yeah, he opened up, he exposed his tender soul. Um, it was, it was really enlightening. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably true, but inside of Mike is not that tender. <laughs> no, it's more black. It's more black. Crusty, charred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really all that's there. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, we, we had all of us around. We had a couple of listeners pop in and, and talk to us. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. We had several listeners on there for a while. Uh, we just talked about all kinds of stuff. So join us on Discord. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, just click that link, eargloomedia.com, uh, and hit the Discord button. Uh, and I think that's all we've got for housekeeping. Uh, Joe, do you have anything you'd like to add? I think- Good answer. Let's move on to gaming <laughs> news. <laughs> that that never gets old. That never, ever, ever. I know you're going to do it every time, too. I know. I don't know why you keep like wanting to answer me. That's, I think he likes it. That's fun. Yeah. I, yeah. He just likes the attention. Uh, so No Man's Sky came out with multiplayer a while ago, and now they're going to do some stuff to the multiplayer in a new update this summer. Yeah, it sounds like they're they're going like halfway to MMO, but not quite all the way now, whereas before it was like matchmaking. Uh, I think this is going to be kind of from, there's not a lot of details, but it seems like maybe if I had to guess, it would be something akin to what you see in like those Need for Speed games where you kind of drive uh, in and out of people's instances, right? So it's not really MMO, but you can bump into people. Why don't they just make this an MMO? I don't know that they have the manpower to do it. I don't know that it would be a good MMO. I mean, it's, from what I understand, an okay game at this point. It kind of launched as a crap game, but it's okay now. But, I mean... Even when it launched, it wasn't really that bad. It just wasn't what they said it was going to be. Right. Like it was It was fine when it launched, but everybody's expectations were so high that it that But it they were crushed. so high. It was they, they were so high because of everything that they had promised the players. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. It was definitely a, a problem of overselling and under-delivering. And I think that's why we don't have very many details on this update now, because they've they've kind of gone to the other extreme where we're just going to announce that we're doing something and not really give you many details about that. Yeah, they've been very standoffish like that since since launch. And you would think that more read or more uh, developers would understand that going in. Like, let's under promise over deliver instead of over promise and then barely deliver. I think that they got wrapped up in, I mean, they were a very, very small team. I think initially there were 10 people and they got Sony on board to publish and they had all this funding. And I think they got all wrapped up in the experience and they got ahead of themselves and thought they could do more than they could. And by the time reality hit, it was way too late. Yeah. And reality hit hard. Very hard. Yeah. I remember when this game came out, it was not well received. No, this is another Not one that the developers all. got death threats over, which is ridiculous, but... Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, I don't understand why anybody would ever get a death threat over a game, ever, in the history of ever. It's a video game. Relax, folks. Yeah, relax. <laughs> Frankie says relax. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what that means. Really? You don't know what that means? You that's don't know like, what that means. He's a millennial and he knows what that means. No, I have no idea. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. Don't do it. No, no <laughs> idea. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh man. You need to. You need to talk to Albert. 
Yeah. Why? Can we, can we get a phone or friend in here? And get Albert. Yeah. No. Why do I need so. to? I, no. It was bad enough that I, while I was listening to Sadist this week, I heard the Toto reference firsthand. <laughs> I didn't need that in my life at all. I don't need this in my life either. Uh, Valve is uh, gonna do away with uh, user reviews. Like, like they're gonna. I don't understand. Okay, this so is let's, this, this let's, is a countermeasure thing. I understand yes. it's a countermeasure, and I understand like this is, but this isn't because of anything that's really happening on Valve, is it? It's because of yeah. what's happening on Rotten Tomatoes. They're not doing away with user reviews. They're going to cull some reviews during a review bomb. Yeah, which basically means they're going to when they see like. Big fluctuations, which has happened on Valve. This is not just Rotten Tomatoes, but this is the same thing where they get fifty or a hundred thousand negative reviews, clearly in like a botnet situation where they're in broken English in like a three hour period. They're going to erase that three hour period and get rid of it. They're going to start monitoring for that those big fluctuations of reviews that are weaponized. Well, and they're not really even erasing that three-hour period. They're just not going to include that three-hour period in their aggregate scores. And they're giving the user the option to actually include those periods that they are culling from their their aggregate scores in the aggregate score if the user wants them. So then why not do it the opposite? Why not give the user the opportunity to remove those aggregate scores instead of removing it for them? And then because putting the onus that on that takes a lot more user education to under to do an doesn't it take the exact same amount in doesn't no. it take the exact same amount of education no because most users aren't going to notice most users are going to most users are not going to opt out of review bomb uh, aggregates so they're not going to go to their settings they're not going to say yes call all the review bomb numbers from my from my review score aggregates. Yeah, I feel like they probably has. I feel like they've probably talked to developers about this ahead of time, and I'm sure that most developers would rather fifty thousand negative reviews in a short period not show up than to have them show up and have to be removed later, right? I, I guess, like, but by the same token, they're not going to go into their their settings and and tell it to put it back in. Well, no, the users the op- that want it will. The the options there. I don't. I it. it it's a countermeasure. It's, counter the same measure. Thing. it's, it's a, not counter a countermeasure. Counter measure. It, this is a countermeasure. This is this is a, totally a countermeasure to a thing that is happening uh, online across all media, not just Valve, but this is happening at Valve. This is a problem that they're having, and this is a countermeasure that developers have been asking for because it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem. You don't think a bunch of inaccurate reviews uh, generated. If you want to play a game, you're going to play the game. Well, no, not necessarily. No, because not if because you see the, rev- the, the 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 aggregate review scores also populate the list of who of where you show up on the Steam store. If, if, you, if you get bombed into if oblivion, you pop into a game that has a, a a bad score because of a review bomb. How likely are you to pick up that game? I mean, if you're just if you're just browsing games to say I, I need a new game, what's out there? You're gonna you're gonna gloss over all of those that have a bad review because of review bombs. I don't ever look at reviews. You I don't also only have two five, drops of you monkey have five piss games on Steam. So this is anybody else thinks. You don't understand well, how Steam works. You only have five games on Steam <laughs> by your own by your own admission. So I do. You, you don't I have do you don't have. have a lot of uh first hand experience to talk about how actually, this might I have, affect. I, I I actually have I, I have more than five. 
Because I, I, I just bought one so that we could review. Save six. Jedi Academy. Yeah. Yeah. So you would be the statistical anomaly. <laughs> well, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. So thank you. <laughs> Again, I just don't see. I, I just don't see this as a problem. Uh, it's like going to Kotaku to figure out what game you want to play next. Just look at the game. Like there are there are videos online now. You really don't need anybody's friggin' review. Yeah, but outside of what the review says, the way that the aggregate where the algorithm works is it recommends games. Right, you have a recommended on your homepage. And games that are highly rated will get recommended, and games that are blown into the to the ground will not. So they they uh, review bomb these games to push them out of the algorithm, so they're no longer recommended to people. So the discovery becomes a problem now, especially if you are a smaller developer or a an independent game or something that this happens to. Now all of a sudden, there's no discovery for your independent game, and your sales get destroyed. This has a, a huge effect, not just on people's decision-making, but whether or not they even see the game in the first place. I would recommend that gamers stop being sheep. That's what I would recommend. I but would recommend that you do a little bit of research. This and doesn't. You, this you, has nothing to do with you, that. If the game doesn't show does, up on your, if, if the game doesn't I, show up on look, your page at all, then how are you even going to know it's there? Right. You social don't know media. To research it. Social media. Yeah, but that's, make this, no that's, make wait 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 right, make no mistake thing. that this is social media. Valve and Steam is social media. I mean, I get that it's a platform where you can download games, right? But when you're when you're being able to when you're able to give your opinion on a game, it's a social media. There's too much weight assigned in our society to what other people think, and gamers need to be better than that. I think that's the theme I don't, for the, the for the gaming news that tonight is that gamers just need to be better than that. I don't think that that's a good take from this article i don't think that that really has anything to do with this article i think that this is a a systematic problem not a gamer problem and it is the way games are are surfaced there are hundreds or thousands of games a day published on steam of all all mixed variety and the way that steam deals with that to help people find new games that they don't know about before which i totally use i absolutely look at the recommended games and i have stumbled across some great ones in the past is they use uh, name one? Astroneer is a game that I came across because of the of recommendation from Steam, and I love that game. No, well, at least it's not Space Justice. Uh, well, that's on phone, <laughs> and you would actually—I bet you would like that game if you tried it. But we're not going in there. Um, Only if they renamed it Universal Justice. The the discovery part of these platforms is huge to developers because it brings those games front and center. It's like YouTube. There's a number of YouTube videos I never would have seen if YouTube didn't recommend them because I'm not going to dig through. 10 billion videos to find it. You've never gone down the YouTube rabbit hole at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, I absolutely. Oh, I find that times. hard to believe. I absolutely have. But those, those, okay. those, those videos that show up next, that just keep showing up next when you go down the YouTube rabbit holes, those are all recommended algorithmically without the algorithm. You might not find those. Right. I, I, I rarely do the recommended videos. I always just right. type in whatever subject matter it is I want to look at. Yeah. But even when you do that, the rel, what the, the results you get, uh, are based on relevance and the relevance that it assigns is using is through the algorithm. And now you might find some weird crap. I'm sure you do because YouTube is full of it, but that does not mean the algorithm has not been at play. And there are tons of videos that could be better suited for you that you never saw because no one has watched them and no one has reviewed them and they don't get recommended by the algorithm because of it. They have 
three views or whatever or zero views. Well, there you go. And that's but, why I am against the algorithm. So it takes it, I stop being but, sheep. But the thing is is there's too much on these yeah, platforms there's, to there's not too have an much algorithm content to help. out there to not have an algorithm first world to help curate it. Yeah, okay. So first, it's the world first world problem. It's still a problem. There needs to be something there to deal with the amount of content. I'm not really sure it's a problem. It's a problem that needs I to mean, be solved. The amount there is no I mean, way homeless you can... li- homelessness is a problem. Well, it's not yes, the homelessness is a real problem, okay. not a first world problem. Right. This is definitely a first world problem. This is a problem that needs a solution. Not all problems <laughs> right. are no, on the same magnitude. Joe has some very strong feelings about this topic. He really does, and I don't know why. It's just it's the, it's the truth. I don't know why Crowley doesn't think there needs to be an algorithm. <laughs> I want I would love to uninstall somehow the algorithm from YouTube and watch Crowley just bumble through fifty million hours of useless content and then complain about how not being able to find that thing. <laughs> Maybe you haven't been listening to the show long enough, but I complain just about about uh, everything. Yeah, right? I know. So yeah. what, I'm not really sure why you're surprised by that. Uh, Valve has decided to take down user tributes memorializing the New Zealand shooting suspect. Good for them. I don't know why this is news. It's news because there's a bunch of stupid people out there doing stupid things and somebody wanted to report on it. How's that? I suppose, I guess. I mean, like, good on Valve. Yeah. I I, I don't believe anybody should say the shooter's name. I don't think anybody should give that guy the attention that he obviously wanted so, like, good on them taking this down. I think this is but, more more so. This is a public pat on the back than a news article. Which yeah. they, I guess, they, but which they gamers have deserve, to be better. Gamers have to be better. Why are they yo, doing pe- this? People have to be better in general. It's not just gamers. All these people who who uh, memorialize shooters or or celebrate because I mean, this is the only thing. You know, I, I listen to some true crime podcasts, and there are people who who show up at anniversaries of serial killer killings and and glorify them in that way. I mean, there are just people in general are kind of broken and they need to be better. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that at all, but we as gamers should expect more from other gamers. Now, well, the same I mean, token, gamers cut across all slices of life and there's going to be bad actors even in gamers. So no, I, right. I, I completely agree. Yeah, I agree with I, you, Crowley. Just, I'm just saying that that statement, and especially in this case, is a narrow slice of the pie of people that need to be improved. I think this is the, <laughs> like, like gamers, the whole pie itself. Gamers, Everybody yes. needs to gamers, improve. Yeah, no. Gamers need to expect better, but people also need to expect better of other people just I in agree. general. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Stop being sheep. <laughs> well, Just get better as people. Think for yourselves. Did you have like don't lamb it, chops for lunch or something? Yeah, he really had a sheep today. thing today. Don't let algorithms or anybody else tell you what you should think, what you should do, who you should be. I just, what I just, Crowley doesn't uh, know is that he lets algorithms tell him what to do all the time. He just doesn't realize the they're working. The only algorithm I let tell me what to do is the one that is in my wife's head. You ever Google anything, Crowley? <laughs> I try not to. I hate Google. But you do. <laughs> I don't. I hate Google. You do. How about so you I just don't. type in random words in the search into the address bar with dot? I just don't use Google. Then. How about Reddit? Google. How about Reddit? Crowley use Reddit much? Uh, for cigars, our cigars. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got algorithms all over yourself. You just don't know. How is that? A, how is that an <laughs> algorithm? If I just go to the new post, I don't do the hot posts. I do new posts. I want to see what the new well, stuff is. There's an algorithm that you know that tells you what when posts. somebody when when somebody filters it. 
Like when somebody posts something new? Yeah. There, yeah, it, there's, uh, there's comments. All that's the not comments an algorithm. Are, all the comments are algorithmically based. But yeah, I read all thing. the comments. I read even the comments that are hidden because they were downvoted so much. I don't care. I read it all. I, I, want, I want the full picture. So that algorithm doesn't affect me. No, I, I, I try to stay away from algorithms as much as possible. I am a free thinker. Think for yourselves. <laughs> so you, you know an algorithm is just a set of instructions, right? Yeah, he doesn't no. know. He no, doesn't know I either. don't. He has no Sky idea. Is. <laughs> Sky Speaking net. of having no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, whoever, whoever posted this article has no idea what's going on. That would be Crowley. Xbox doesn't have a VR unit. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. Great. As a huge proponent for VR, I'm going to be honest. I think Xbox is doing a better decision than making this Labo thing. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, no, so, too. I don't too. disagree. So uh, who, who wants to put their Switch up against their face? So I'm tempted to buy this thing to try it. Because why? I just want to... <laughs> why? I just want to see how... So, so this is not... So this is what this is, is it's a Labo kit for the Switch that makes it a VR headset. If you don't know what Labo is, it is like a cardboard. It's, build Nintendo's, it it's Nintendo's attempt at recycling. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Uh, this is actually this Labo stuff. I have a couple of friends who bought it for their kids, and their kids love the building part. Like, like it definitely, I think it hits the the target audience pretty well. Um, Do they build their own stuff, or is, there an, or is there an algorithm, a set of instructions that tells them what to build? There's instructions on a piece of paper that tells so them an how algorithm, to do it. So that's an algorithm. Um, that is an algorithm. You're right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so be it, build so your own. Anyway, stuff. back to this Don't article because Nintendo we're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> so, with this, oh this is God. basically a Google Cardboard kind of cheap VR headset that you put your Switch in. Uh, except for your Switch is like way lower resolution than a phone. I bet this looks like garbage. I bet it looks really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it still looks better than Xbox's. Uh, VR unit. I don't know don't if that's one. true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, this is Nintendo's first foray into VR since the 1995 Virtual Boy, which I loved. I thought I had Virtual a Virtual Boy. Boy. I thought oh, that was the coolest man, the thing Virtual ever. Virtual Boy made me so sick. So sick. Man, imagine what real VR is going to do to you. No, it was the Virtual Boy had such a, a low frame rate and the the vector graphics that it had on it just they were awful. 1995, I was I think I was a year out of high school and I certainly didn't have enough money to go buy a Virtual Boy. So I would go to Toys R Us. Mhm. And I would just stand there and play it. Mhm. For, you know, 35, 45, maybe an hour, whatever. Until, you know, some little boy is like, "I want to turn." I'm like, "Fine." Yeah. I got stuff. I got I- stuff to do, man. I had a friend in high school who had one, and I played it for about 15, 20 minutes and then wanted to yak, and I was done. <laughs> that was it. Uh, I was done. I am curious yeah. to see how you'll do, if you haven't tried it, how you do in, in current VR. So I've, people- I've done some phone VR with, uh, you know, one of the cardboard VR things yeah. that you put your phone in. Yeah. Um, and I've done, you know, rides that are VR, um, so, and, and those are those are fine. I, I do fine on those. It was the it was the low frame rate. It was the red vector graphics. It was it was awful. The only time I've ever felt sick in VR was um, that f- uh, VR port of Fallout Four. That was actually the first thing I ever came on this show to talk about. It was like a year ago or nope. whatever. 
That was that was so poorly done. I thought I was going to yak all over my my office when I was playing it, <laughs> and I felt bad for like for like six hours after playing it. Yeah, there's tricks to make yourself now not sick. Like so, Creed does a good job of this. So when you're when you're walking, they have you move your arms, and that's literally all it takes. So if there's nothing that's grounding you to that reality, like a cockpit or or whatever, you know, something in front of you that isn't moving, you just move your arms. Like you're walking back and forth. Yeah, that's and it. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, resistant to feeling sick in VR. I've played a lot of like really sketchy, cheap like dollar VR games off of Steam to see what they're like, and uh, none of them have bothered me. But that <laughs> Fallout port, man, did an algorithm like, tell you to hey you should play this one dollar game? No, I sort by price the opposite direction and see what's in there for cheaper free. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, that's fair. Because I really want to see like what somebody's pumping out for Vive for a dollar. Because that's funny to me, and most of them totally worth a dollar. Uh, it's not even worth a dollar, probably. Um, but you know what? Most of them in the dollar point have locomotion down better than Bethesda did. So, well, that? there's a lot of things that that other developers have down that Bethesda obviously does not. Well, the the Skyrim port was fine. That that Fallout port was so bad, though. I don't. I don't yeah, know how but the that Skyrim happened. port had the same problem that the Fallout port did, where you had a if you didn't weren't moving your arms back and forth. Like I felt very sick See, playing I didn't, Fallout or Skyrim uh, uh, VR. I didn't get that in Skyrim. I got it real bad in Fallout. But in Fallout, they couldn't even keep the frame rate steady, which was the big problem I think for me. Eh, well, anyway, Nintendo is pretending to have VR, and it's probably not good. <laughs> Built by cardboard, recycled cardboard. I might buy this. Yeah. It's like, a- order something from Amazon and then do Labo. They do do that. They do. They will uh, sell, so the, stupid. sell the, the so stencils stupid. so you can turn regular boxes into this stuff. Jeez. Just silly. So not silly. only is it bad VR, but it's bad VR that they're making you create yourself. Yes. Yeah. But that's like, that's the thing, though. Like, this, the games that, that are attached to Labo, from what I understand, not super good, but the... The kits are, it's very in like the same world as like Lego. It, the k- children really enjoy, this stuff is targeted at, at children and kids really enjoy the arts and crafts time with Nintendo. Yeah, basically <laughs> it's arts right. and crafts time. All right. Well, I, I suppose that's fair. I mean, what kid doesn't like playing with glue and eating it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of glue eating, <laughs> Valve <laughs> says they don't want Valve has just did the news a ton this week. Valve says they don't want Epic or anybody else, but they specifically said Epic uh, messing with their user data. I think there's a bigger story here, though, than than Valve's part of this. Because this is now the second or third thing I've seen with Epic's launcher being all up in somebody else's business. Yeah. Invasive. Yeah, super. I mean, I was reading uh, last week... uh, I read that there is now accusations. I could, they didn't have a whole lot of data in the article, so I didn't pull it for for the show. But if it continues to go down this road, maybe next week or the week after, we'll have some talk about it. But it looks like they've got um, Epic Launcher rooting around in your registry entries now, looking at stuff. So why? Because they're they're spying on you. Like I don't want I don't want Epic's launcher on my computer anymore. The more yeah. I see this stuff. No, no. I might delete. I might delete. uh, I think I've got Epic's launcher because I played Fortnite once, 
Yeah, I, I uninstalled it. I'm going to be honest. It's already gonna, uninstalled. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to uninstall it after this. Uh, after we get done here. Well, I hope their uninstaller gets rid of everything. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, this is... I don't know why they feel the need to... Well, I know, they're, they're, they're stealing your information for money is what they're doing. Right. But And this, this gets into some of the stuff that publishers pulled in like the early 2000s with some of their DRM software that was totally invasive and fought with other DRM software and other publisher games. Um, it's, yeah, they're, they're trying to take over your computer. And this is, this is more of a, instead of blocking competition, this is more of a stealing your data to use it to market to you and others. Yeah, I mean, in this article specifically, they were um, they found that the Epic Launcher was digging around in the Steam folders and pulling out your local config files and copying the Steam data for that information and using it. That's insane. I wouldn't be surprised if Steam has an update in the next week or two where that, that file gets encrypted. Yeah, for sure. That's just crazy that Epic is doing that. Don't play Fortnite, kids. Yeah, I guess they're not bringing enough money with Fortnite. They got to get all your private data, too. I suppose. Uh, there's a big Simpsons fan amongst us. That's uh, me. Would you like to, yeah, would you like to talk about yes. this next? Uh... So Simpsons, on their episode tonight, uh, they're going to be tackling eSports. So uh, there's not a lot of detail about it. You're going to have to watch the episode like I will after we record tonight. Um, but yeah, they're going to, they're going to, Take on uh, esports. Looks like Bart is going to be part of an esports team, and they actually uh, they teamed up with Riot Games. Uh, they used Riot Games as a as a consultant on the show to make sure that they uh, were as accurate as possible on some of the esports culture and and the way things work. So I'm looking forward to it. I think the best part about this is the title of the episode, and it's E My Sports. Yes. I think that's funny. Instead of Eat My Shorts, Eat My or E My Sports. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. When was the last time Bart said Eat My Shorts? Uh it's been a while since he used it regularly, but he'll he'll say it on occasion. Yeah. Probably the last time I watched an episode. How long ago was 20, that? Twenty years. Okay. Yeah, that's probably about right. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, so before we get into our first impressions of The Division 2, which is coming, I promise, uh, we've all had several hours of gameplay in The Division 2. We all have, I think, a good idea of what's coming down the pipe as far as what we're going to see in the game, and uh, we'll talk about whether we're digging it or not. Let's get into our continuing series in our road to WrestleMania. No, that's not every time. Every I don't time. know why I do. Because you do the voice. Yeah, right? Road to a Star Wars Celebration Chicago. That was terrible. Let me do it again. Do it again. Road. Yeah, thanks. Road to Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Nailed it. <laughs> First take. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do our retro view of Jedi Academy. Uh, this game, uh, before we get into it, I want to just remind our listeners that our retro reviews don't look at older games through the rose-colored glasses of nostalgia, but rather, how does this game hold up today? 
this game was released in 2003, so it's a 16-year-old game. It was released on the ID Tech 3 engine, uh, which is what Quake 3 and Return to Wolfenstein and some other games were uh, uh, used uh, used as well. And then uh, it was on the Xbox, the PC, and the Mac. Thank you to uh, our good friend Joe for finding all of that out for us. Thanks, Joe. Something. Yeah, no, you did. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, this is made by LucasArts, obviously. Uh, that's who used to make all of the games back in the day, Dizay uh, and Activision. Uh, and the story is part of the Jedi Knight series of games. It follows Jaden Kaur, uh, who is training to be a Jedi. He is trained by, by Kyle Katarn. Uh, and Luke is around just looking for Padawans to murder in their sleep. Just like his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just assuming that's what Luke's doing because that's what Luke was doing in in eight. Just the one, whatever. Apparently, Luke. I don't. You know what? We're not talking about eight. Let's keep. This moving. is all about the road to Star Wars Celebration Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about graphics. Let's do that. So, graphics. I think they're much better than they were in Bounty Hunter. Which thank you. We reviewed last week and was basically a variation on a cube. That's uh, see, all I it feel was. like so. I feel like the character models are better in this, but I feel like the the everything else is like super flat. There's at least some depth in Bounty Hunter. Now, I don't think that these games are tremendously far apart in either direction. Like, I think they're pretty close graphically. Mm, I think you're trying to block mm. out memories of last yeah. week and playing Bounty Hunter <laughs> is what I think you're trying to do. I do too. It's entirely possible. Yeah. No, Bounty Hunter does not hold up to this. This this game graphically looks. I think it still holds up today. Now, is it I, is it nearly as good as what's out there uh, today? No, but you can play it and not have any problems. Yeah. So, I mean, the the graphics look okay for today. I mean, they would yeah. probably fare a lot better on a phone on a on a much smaller screen yeah, because for sure. this game needs anti aliasing so bad it is so jaggy it, it took me a, a good hour or so before i could finally look past that but yeah other than that i mean the textures in it uh the models are are fairly high polygon um the, the color palette isn't anything to to write home about but everything else i think it looks pretty good um even for today back in the day it was it was revolutionary it was it was top notch yeah I, I agree. I don't think this looks bad. I know, Joe, you said this looks muddy. Yeah, there was, so there was a, a couple of the missions I went on. There was a lot of like, I guess the, of the era, typical, hey, we can't do draw distance. Let's just put a whole bunch of really thick fog and mm -hmm. kind of smear the outside edges of the environment kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, but that was, that was hardware limitation at the time. No, um, yeah, I know, but, but, but we're, you know, we're looking at it as today, and I so, True. you know, I that stood out to me. I mean, the interior, like the the couple of missions I went on that were all interior, I wouldn't say were muddy. They were very, they were fine. Um, I just felt like it didn't handle outside very well. I think that's fair. This doesn't have a huge draw distance, and sometimes you have enemies shooting you from the the fog, and so basically yeah. all you do is you zoom in and you wait until your reticle goes red, and then you shoot back and kill them. But without ever seeing the model itself. But, I mean, there, there's games today that do that. So we can't, yeah. we can't really knock this one 
a 16-year-old game for doing that when there's still games today that do that. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think this this looks, to me, this looks 100 times better than Bounty Hunter. It 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 felt like I was playing a game that was only a few years old as opposed to playing Bounty Hunter that felt like I was playing a game from the 80s. <laughs> See, everything else about Bounty Hunter felt really crappy. I think the graphics were the only thing that were even, I mean, that's even what we said last week. The graphics were the only thing that kind of looked pretty good. Yes, but they didn't look as good as these. Agreed. They don't look nearly as good as these. So let's move on. Let's talk about voice acting. I thought it was terrible. Really? I didn't think it was yeah. bad at all. I thought it was really? super standard for what games were at this period of time. It was very oh. like flat and unemotional. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... I guess I'm spoiled now. I remember when voice acting, like, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't something that games normally care. It was normally an afterthought. Yeah, a lot of times yeah. it was a dude that they grabbed off of the staff that was there for something else. They just recorded yeah. some lines. Yeah, and this is totally felt like this. Yeah, and I've played games like that. This was this was better voice acting than that. Um, these were, especially Kyle Katarn, and I, I even think Luke, these were the same voice actors that had done the, the previous... Uh, Jedi Knight games, and even even the protagonist, the the character that you control, uh, Jaden, he or she, whichever whichever way you went, I thought the the voice acting on on that was was decent too. I mean, you they had inflection, they had emotion. Uh, it wasn't just flat. Now it's not comparable to voice acting in games today. I mean, this is not a Red Dead Redemption by any stretch of the imagination, but. It's not as bad as some of the voice acting today. Um, it's not like, you know, Ace Combat 7. Nothing is like Ace Combat 7. Mm, yeah, I don't think that's a fair comparison. Because Ace Combat 7 is in a category all its own. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I've heard better acting in a in a school play. Really? When was the last time yeah. you've been into a school play? Man, how old am I? So okay, that's enough. It, so yeah, this doesn't when, count then. <laughs> when they had stone amphitheaters for your school play, then. <laughs> well, we were just we were we were still moving some of the stones around. Uh the music I thought was I mean it's a Star Wars game, right? So it's got it's, the Star Wars music. I yeah. thought it hit all the notes that it needed mm -hmm. to hit. I thought it was great. Thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, mechanics. Let's talk about the mechanics. So we'll start with character creation. I put this under mechanics. I don't know why I did, probably because I just I had thought about it and it should have probably went under graphics. But character creation, uh, like Jason said, you can you can choose to be either uh male or female. I don't think there was a gender fluid uh uh option. So Steam would probably want to condemn this game today. But so you had the but you could choose human, you could choose Twilight, you could choose Zabrek, I think. Wasn't mm -hmm. that one? Yep. Yeah, and you could choose. I think there was another one, and I don't remember what it was. I I chose a female Twilight because duh. <laughs> of course she did. Right, but what did you two choose? I chose female human. I chose okay. I chose a male or whatever the other one was. I don't remember what it's called. Zabrak. No, the one that we can't remember. Oh, oh, the one we can't remember. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. It's in. I think the the mechanics are infinitely better than Bounty Hunter. Infinitely, infinitely. I don't even think infinitely covers it. To be honest, it's yeah. so much better. <laughs> Infinity plus one. Yeah, it, it's it, they're they're not 
the greatest mechanics, but they still hold up today. I don't think that the, I, so changing, we'll start with changing your weapon. So you can change from a lightsaber to blasters to uh, grenades, and, and then you've got your force powers. Mm-hmm. And I think that works pretty well the way they've got it set up. Yeah, you can you can switch weapons through your mouse wheel, uh, which is probably my preferred method. Or you can also use your number keys uh, on your keyboard, which was standard at the time. I think it's pretty standard still today. Yeah. Um, switching the force powers, I, I think, could have probably been a little better. They used function keys for that, or you could uh, scroll through with the Q and E. I think maybe using a tab for that might have might have been better, uh, and then use Q and E for something else, but you can configure your own controls. So if you don't like the, the standard control layout, uh, you can, you can change that. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. And I thought the, I thought the standard control layout was fine. It didn't, I didn't have any problems with it. Yeah. I mean, I was able to pick up this game again, you know, 20 years later and, and start playing it again. So it was, um, pretty standard fare for, for even first and third person shooters today. Yeah, I would agree. And I think the lightsaber combat wasn't terrible either. I thought that held up pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, you, it felt you, you, a little you, swimmy, mm-hmm. but it was it was good though. It didn't feel bad. Like I totally it was totally usable. I wasn't like grimacing or complaining about it, but it didn't feel tight. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been a lot tighter. It was a little loose. Um, but it was still serviceable. Once I got used to uh, how the lightsaber combat and, and, you know, where I needed to aim as I was running by a fool to cut them down. Uh, it was, it was manageable. Uh, and then swapping between the two while it was easy to do could be a little jarring going from first person to third person. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can set the weapons to third, uh, third person. Um, I kind of just didn't use the weapons hardly at all. Like yeah. I just kind of use the lightsaber as much as possible because it's more fun. Yeah, I um, did too. The only time I used them was when somebody was way up high and started shooting at me. So I would pull out my Wookiee bowcaster and, and take them down. But always the bowcaster. Always the bowcaster. Um, but yeah, you can you can set your your um, ranged weapons to third person, and I did that too because I was getting jarred going from lightsaber to to first person shooter. And I was just, no, I'm not in first-person shooter all that much. I'm just going to go third-person shooter. And it was it was much better. It was a much better experience after I did that. I just would choose one at the beginning of the level. So when, when you were going through and you were fighting the sand people on Tatooine, uh-huh. I just I just used a blaster the whole time, oh, first-person no. shooter mode. Oh, the lightsaber was so fun on that level. Yeah. That was really good. I cut a lot of sand people up. Oh yeah, just and not just the men. Just the aggro the oh, here we go. running backwards <laughs> and then throwing. I your knew lightsaber somebody was going to do it. Right. I didn't like Tatooine. It was just full of sand. Gets everywhere. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the force, uh, your force ability skill tree is very primitive. Like it's basically just leveling up your, like adding power to your ability. Like your ability doesn't ever change. Force push is still force push. It's just you can add to it, the, yeah, add and, to the the damage it does. And they gave you a couple of light side and a couple of dark side skills tree choices, but 
Yeah, this is this is something I wish they had, they had gone a little farther on. I think they could have done a little better on this um, because the core force powers it levels up over time. You you don't have any control over when or how that levels up, and that was kind of frustrating because I wanted to jump higher, and I made a mistake of going with the light side protect as my first force skill instead of heal, and that made that first level a little difficult for me. Um, I really should have gone heal. So if you play the game, go heal first because you'll need it. I didn't, I just, I didn't get dark heal. side. Yeah, I, I got grab and I just held guys and stabbed them. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't, why would you go light side? I'm totally confused. Now, don't in, listen in, to Jason. In later games, going light side gets better because they give him light side some pretty cool abilities. But in this game, it's like heal, protect, and mind trick. And there's one more. It doesn't matter. Uh, none of them are good. <laughs> doesn't matter. There's no fun yeah. ones on the light side in this game. No. Yeah, go dark side in this game. You'll have a much better experience. Go light side. How does Don't ever listen to Jason when it t- comes to Star Wars. Well, I've... Like, n- light side. I've, why would you go light side? I've never disputed that. Why would you go that, light side? Why, why would you go light side? I don't even know. I'm so confused right now. Evil will always... Triumph over good because good is dumb. How did that movie end? I forget. Which one? Spaceballs? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it went from suck to blow. <laughs> and then they crawled out of somebody's nose. You're right. Yes. That's, yeah, they did. And then there goes the whole planet. There goes the planet. Um, <laughs> I love Spaceballs. How does this game stack up with games today? Obviously, in my opinion... I think it stacks up pretty well. The, the 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 graphics are, you know, they're a little dumbed down from what they are today. But I'll tell you what, I sat there and I played this game for several hours, uh, a couple of nights in a row, and I'm itching to get back into it. And uh, the only thing that's kept me from getting back into it is the Division 2. I really like this game. I want. I, I don't remember all of the story as I go. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. This happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I, I want to continue going with it and, and kind of just uh, I want to keep playing it. So I think it stacks up pretty good today. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I think it stacks up pretty good today. The The mission uh, stylings are, are a little simple. Uh, the graphics aren't you know quite up to par with today's standards. The gameplay, the mechanics could be a little tighter. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun game. It's easy to pick up. Uh, you get to run around and cut people down with a lightsaber uh, it's 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 fun. I enjoyed playing it. So yeah, it it stacks up. Joe, I had one bug. At the Nobody cares. The, no, be quiet. <laughs> I had one bug at the beginning of this game when I first tried to play it, um, where you are walking that other recruit, and you have to cut down the tree so you can cross the river. Uh huh. And he kept trying to jump across the river, and every time he landed, he died, and just from jumping. Uh, and I had Into to close, the river. And, yeah, I had to close. I had to close the game and start a new file. After that new file, not one time did this game make me scream any kind of obscenities or slam anything down, unlike Bounty Hunter, which was a constant stream of obscenities <laughs> and slamming things. Uh, so I would say this holds up way, 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 way better. Um, yeah, like if I I hadn't played any other Jedi Academy or Jedi Knight games, they were kind of a little... I didn't have a PC that would play them at the time, so... Um, I'm not really invested in the story. It was on Xbox. It was on Xbox. I didn't have an Xbox either. I was a PlayStation guy. 
Um, mm. Had a boy. So I did eventually get an Xbox and a 360, but I was a PlayStation guy at the time. Um, so I, I think it holds up really well. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back to it, although I did really enjoy the time I played with it. I played a lot more of this than Bounty Hunter. So, <laughs> Well, I think we all did. I uh, sucked so up let- a lot of Bounty Hunter, though. Like but way more why? than you guys did. Yeah, no, we know, but why? Because I spent money on it, and my money needs to be allocated to, to time. There's time no. and money here, right? No, that's a sunk cost. Just just bail. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know what Let's, it is, but I still need to do it. Rate it, Joe. What do you rate this game? Let me give this game like a six and a half. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. Jason? Six and a half. Okay. I, I, I'm going to say seven. I really enjoyed this game. I, I think it's a lot of fun still. So check it out. Steam, it's $9.99 for and then tax because, you know, internet. Check it out. Get it. Grab it. Play it. I think it. you can get it in one of those Star Wars bundles and get, get it for much cheaper if you want to have a bunch of old retro Star Wars games. Yeah, yeah. You can get pretty much the entire Jedi Knight series, uh, which includes this game, and then I think a few more games for like 27 bucks. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Do that. Instead. So if you're into it, do it all. Get the, get the bundle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is the time of the show that everyone's been waiting for our first impressions of The Division 2. Uh, we've been playing The Division 2 with a couple of guys from the Discord, Shiner and Starlord. I just want to give those two guys a quick shout out, make them podcast famous. Yeah. If you will. Thank you yeah, so especially much for dragging me and Jason through a bunch of crappy missions. Yeah. And healing me so many times. Well, I I got lucky on that because I said screw it, I'm going to go do my own thing, uh, and so when I I like I I had to leave for I don't know five or ten minutes, and when I came back, I was no longer part of the group, uh, and and the four of you had gone off and started doing your thing, and Shiner's like, well, I'll drop and I'll come help you out, Crowley, and I'm like, no, nah, it's cool, man, you just do your thing because I don't need level eighteen <laughs> shooting at me. And your yeah, five or ten minutes actually is been actually a better like choice. Thirty minutes. Yeah. So. Anyway, let's talk about this. Uh, uh, if you want to join the Discord, like I said at the top of the show, eargluemedia.com. Click the Discord button at the top and come join us. Uh, we've got a clan, uh, the Bad Gamers Anon clan uh, in, in the Division 2. It's and a lot I, of fun. I saw as of today, you're finally part of the clan. I am. I am. I finally got past the mission, which I think that's my first gripe about this game. Is that, and I know most games do this anymore, is that you have to get to a certain point or a certain level before you can create a guild or you can create a clan or you can join a clan. I don't like that. No, I that, hate that. That's a popular decision that's made in game design now, and I'm not a fan either. Let, let me group up with my friends right away. There's no point. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think what they were trying to do here was get you familiar with the game kind of a, a an in-game tutorial before they allowed you to drag yourself into multiplayer and just go nuts well sure but there's that whole the first part of this game is a tutorial where you're you're trying to find your fight your way into dc into the white house right so yeah. use that once you get to the white house and you get to base camp i mean that should be it well, it should be but, like, all right, congratulations, you it, survived the tutorial, go create your clan. But the second part of that sooner. tutorial is your base camp tutorial, and that's that's one of the people that you recruit. In fact, it's the second person that you recruit is is the guild person. So 
I think. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah, it's, a, it's a, a number of hours into the game. Like, yeah, that's, that's at least two, two or three hours into the yeah, game. Yeah, it could have been quicker. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, give us the tutorial and then let us do that. So I think that's my first big gripe with the game. But that might be, as of right now, only one of two gripes that I have with the game. I have a couple of small ones, but nothing huge. Besides that, that's kind of the only one that really bothered me. What what what's your other what, like? What are the small ones? All Please right, so do tell the one one that bothers me is that um, if you're in a group and you are trying to fast travel to another group member and they are in a safe house, um, especially one that particularly one that you haven't found yet, if you fast travel to them, it gives you the whole loading animation like you're fast traveling to them. And then it just puts you back where you started because you're not allowed to go to that safe house yet. Right. Yeah. It doesn't that was tell annoying. you that you can't do that. Um, which is something I'm sure they'll, I hope they'll fix. But now the person can well, walk, the person can walk right out, right out the door and you can fast travel to them in the street, but you can't fast travel to them when they're in the safe house. Yeah. If you haven't been there yet. And, and I don't mind not being able to fast travel to them in the safe house, but having to go through that entire load animation screen was, was bull because yeah, that load screen message. is long. Yeah, I would love a message that says, hey, you can't do this. And that's the other gripe is the load screens. Loading is a serious deal in this game. Loading is a huge deal in this game. Like when you first started up, it's slowing down my PS4. Yeah. Yeah, I did a some, lot. I did some digging around just to see what people are saying about the other versions. And it seems to be a major complaint across the board. Even on PC, people are complaining about like really long load times to get into the game, especially. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm not happy about that either, but that wasn't my other complaint, and I totally forgot about that because I guess I think they just expect you to accept it. As a gamer, like, well, there's a lot of load time because this is a big game. You're just going to have to deal with it, and I don't I don't know if that's the case. I think I'm hoping that with the, the next iteration of consoles, we're going to get solid-state drives, and that kind of cuts down a lot on a lot of these load times, right? I think it'll help. I mean, the both the consoles have pretty slow hard drives in them, so that definitely doesn't help it. Uh, Jason, what didn't you like? Uh, there were a couple things I didn't like. One of the things that I don't like are the melee people that rush up to you and just beat you down. Those things can take like three shotgun blasts to the head and they still come at you, which I think is is bull. I don't care how much meth you're smoking to, to run that fast <laughs> and take that much pain, but... Um, you, you know, you take a shotgun blast to the head, you're going to go down. So I don't, I don't like that aspect. Um, there were some bugs that I came across. Um, my reference, uh, my weapons weren't rendering, uh, at times and my model kind of went all janky at times. Um, I got stuck in a few places. Uh, like whenever I tried to, whenever I tried to join the clan, I had an invitation or I was, no, I went into the clan screen and was searching for the BGA clan so I could uh, get in. But then somebody sent me an invitation while I was doing that and that locked me out. And then there was another time that I was looting a crate and got stuck on looting a crate. So there's some bugs that I think are, they're probably minor. They'll probably get those uh, patched. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not a clean experience. No, no, it, it's not. Uh, the other complaint that I had is the scaling. 
So if you're teaming with somebody who's a level 18, for example, and you're a level seven, all of your enemies are level 18. Mm -hmm. Now, while you your weapon gets scaled up so that you're doing more damage to the level 18, your defense doesn't. Your defense is still what it is. Mm-hmm. So, so you, I you think, get I think this is a bug that's going to be fixed. And the only reason I say that, because um, they haven't said anything about it yet that I've seen, is that while we were talking about this last night while we were playing, I went into my character screen and walked walked away from the group. If you get further, far enough away from the group, um, it deactivates the scaling. It tells you uh, group modifier disabled. Right. Right. Um, and when I left that, all of my armor and stuff all dropped a whole bunch. So it was definitely scaling my armor. Unfortunately, it didn't seem like it was actually working. If I, I took like one hit from a pistol, I would die. Yeah. But my armor was showing that it was scaling in the character screen. So I, I think there's a bug here where something is not applying. And yeah, and that could be, but it's an issue, and that certainly needs oh, a, 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 a huge, a huge issue. Yeah. It's very, very frustrating when you're in uneven groups. Yeah, I, I would almost rather see them scale it down, so that the 18 becomes a level seven. Well, uh, yeah, uh, no, so no, because the thing I would say about that is it seems to scale. When I do that, it I don't want to say it scales the loot up because I mean it does while you're in the group, but I was finding like a pretty constant stream of blues and purples when I was grouped with uh, Shiner, who was at level 18. Oh, and boy. that pretty much stopped when I was not grouped. Well, I, um, that stopped for me because I didn't get hardly any blues or, and I didn't get any purples. I got one yeah, I don't think that's a, I, I think that's just absolutely random and congratulations. Yeah. You had a nice little streak. Oh, well, maybe, but I, I still think it's, I still think it's, probably scaling i mean it's scaling the enemies it's probably scaling the i I think it's probably scaling the the rarity chance Uh, i I guess but here i i here's the thing so it doesn't matter like so i'm only getting level seven weapons right right so if i go in as a level seven or level eight and he's a level 18 i'm still only getting level seven weapons out of a box out of a loot crate what he's getting is level 18 or 19 right right? yeah okay so why can't they just reverse it and I'm still getting level seven gear and he's still getting level 18 or 19 gear? Well, I mean, as long I as they fix the armor problem, I don't think it matters which way they they normalize right. the enemies. If they normalize them up or normalize them down because the loot is going to stay at the level that, that you're currently at. So I, I think the I think the which way they normalize is, is a moot point. I think they need to fix the armor normalization. Yeah, I think as long as they get that uh, applied correctly, it should be fine. Uh, and and, I, and you're both probably right, and, and I'll concede that point. One other thing, this kind of just sticks in my craw a little bit, uh, is the pricing on the pre-orders. <laughs> like, this game is all out of whack, man. So for 120 bucks, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. for the top tier. For the top tier where you got all the extra goodies and you got four days of, of, of game time before anybody else or three days, $120. Like you weren't getting anything special. You weren't getting a, a, a statue. You weren't getting a collectible. You were, you were just getting online crap. Yeah, and so I looked into that a little bit more, too, while we were complaining loudly in Discord about that. 
And it really seems like you get for the pre-order, um, you get like a couple of in-game items, but you get that across all pre-orders. Mm-hmm. And the really only difference uh, effectively between the base tier pre-order and top tier pre-order is the early gameplay. So you're looking at basically 60 bucks to play the game four days early. I kind of, I kind of have a problem with that. Yeah, it seems rough. Well, I mean, if there's a market out there for it, then so be it. And clearly, there is. There's a lot of people playing that game early. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, you know, the free market and all that. I, I guess I just, I would rather get more bang for my buck. I, if, I don't know. And that's why you didn't spend 120 on this game. That's exactly why I didn't spend 120 because I wasn't going to get anything of, of value out of it. Four days early. I didn't care. I mean, it's a it's a good game. I think it's a really good game. I like it a lot, and I think this is going to take a lot of my time. Yeah, I I definitely see playing this a lot in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we talk I about mean, what we like a little bit? Because you've been. I think it's been... a lot. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun to play with your friends. I think I, that for me, that's that's what I love about this game. Is I think yes, the, this is a great platform for social play. Yes. Yeah. Agree. Um. And I think they. So, did you either of you play much of the first division? No. Yes. Um. So I played a bunch of that, but I fell off fairly early. I played a lot of it kind of right when it came out, and then I fell off. So I've I heard they fixed it, but what the first thing that stood out to me is how much more loot you get in this game than in the first division. This game, I'm there's a ton of it. There's so much loot in this game, and I love that. I love constantly getting upgrades. It's like it makes the game feel. So I'm like constantly changing weapon types and stuff now because I'm just finding better stuff. Almost every mission, I don't especially know. in the uh, strongholds. I don't know. I found a, a sh- well. I didn't find it. It's the shotgun that I got for uh, pre-ordering a day early. And man, I love that shoddy. That is the best shotgun. It's still a level one, and I'm like level seven or eight, and I'm still using that thing. I love that gun. I haven't used that once. Does it scale? Mm-hmm. I. I don't know. It, it must, must because I'm still, you know, dropping people. So it has to scale because like the difference, the damage number difference between level one and eight is pretty significant. It is like for a shotgun, you're looking at what anywhere between a thousand and three thousand. Yeah. Like I, the shotgun I'm using right now has 6,000 damage. Uh, yeah. The one I'm using I right mean, now, it's... the lullaby, which is, I think it's 2.1 K. Yeah. And there was like, unless Unless it was just super powerful when you started and you're just kind of growing into it and then we'll soon grow out of it, it must be scaling. I don't know why it wouldn't show up, though. I mean, but if it's not, I mean, that's an issue. So, I don't know. I, I, I like this game. I, I think you're right. I think the the loot, uh, the amount of loot you get, it feels epic. I mean, you're not using hardly any of it, right? You're only no, using you're, the, the yeah. stuff that's better, but it does. It feels good. It's like, look, I'm getting stuff in the game. So, yeah, I, I like that they took that to heart. Um, from what I've heard, Endgame is much different than what it was in the first game, so I'm super looking forward to to Dingin' Thirty. Yeah, I haven't started that Endgame. I haven't read any of the uh, the articles that I saw about it, but I saw a lot of articles or like op pieces pop up. People saying that um, the Endgame in this is like infinitely better than the Endgame in Destiny or in Anthem or in any of those competing games right now, and I'm looking forward to getting into it and seeing what we got. Yeah, now I am cuz I hadn't read anything about the end game. So Yeah, it's a lot different than what it was in the first one. The first one was just, you know, 
you go into the dark zone and it's rinse and repeat. Right. This is not that. So I'm super, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So I, I'm not going to say any more, but it, it does sound like a neat concept and I can't wait uh, to, to, to ding it and find out what the, re- when the real game starts. What level did you guys get to? Eight. I, I can't remember exactly. I think I'm around to level eight. Yeah. So eight or nine. I think I dinged today. We'll get there soon ish. Soon ish. Yeah. I, 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 but like, here's the thing. There's so many side missions. There's so many things to oh, do. Yeah. yeah you never the map f- is map is littered with stuff to do. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. You never feel like you're, you're searching for something to do. Yeah. It's definitely cram packed. Yeah. I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, the, I guess another complaint. I mean, I know we're talking about what we like and I, and I complained about this with other games is that missions are so short. And I guess this is, it just depends on the mission, but some of these missions, man. Yeah. They take, they a go while. a little bit too far. Yeah. I'm with yeah. I, I don't yeah. know that I would say it's like, I feel like it gets right to the edge of what I find acceptable. Like some of these missions are, are like, <laughs> The like exactly as long as I'm willing to, uh, to deal with. It's mostly the main story missions, the side missions, and like the uh, just the side stuff. Um, both are fairly reasonable. I think most of the side missions tend to be like 15, 20 minutes maybe, but a couple of those main missions are like an hour or more to get through. Yeah, I've I found myself a couple of times being like I, I can't sit here any longer and, and do this. I've got a I've got other things that I need to go do. <laughs> yeah, I and heard I'm you like, piece out of a main mission yeah, last night. I'm at the I'm at the I'm at the last boss right uh, on on whatever that mission was in the in the museum. No, it was wasn't the museum. It was the uh, yeah, it was. yeah, it was the museum because yeah. isn't because that's where the broadcast tower is at. Yeah, and you got to yeah. do the EMPs right. So I I get rid of all the EMPs. I kill the main boss. And there are only two guys left and I got stuck on a, on a box. Wasn't even a loot box. It was just a box. And one guy drops down and starts shooting me from behind. And the other guy comes down the stairs and shoots me in front uh, and I die. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeat this again. Yeah. And that's a particularly frustrating mission anyway. And that's a tough one. And that gets frustrating too. Um, you'll, you'll secure the path behind you. And then you're you're moving forward, but then people start coming up behind you anyway. So that that gets a little frustrating sometimes, especially in that level. Yeah, like I find that a lot that they put a lot of. I mean, it's I think it's obviously designed for you to go in there with friends, right? And so you yeah. have to use tactics, and you have to have somebody covering your rear, and you have to have somebody covering your flank. Like I and I and I get why they're designed that way. I just don't think it scales very well when you're trying to do these missions solo. Yeah, I played one solo this morning that was absolutely not designed to be played solo. Um, and it was super frustrating trying to deal with. I managed to get it, but it took some like probably eight or ten tries trying to figure out where I could go to get cover from all the places they were coming from. Yeah, I feel like once you go through it once if, if you die, like you can kind of figure out what to do and what I ended up doing. I mean, it takes a little bit longer cause it's just you, but what I would do is I would, I, I would spawn all the enemies. I'd get their attention right in a, in a big giant room. And then I'd run back until it was just a corridor. 
and I would wait for them to come through the corridor in twos or threes. And I would, I, and I would, 300 you know, them. yes, that is exactly what I would do. And I would yeah, yell. That, that's absolutely how I've been handling <laughs> That's absolutely how I've been handling it too. Uh, <laughs> That one mission I played this morning, they drop you into the middle of a circular room and guys come out of four doors. Wow. And it was really hard. What I ended up just doing was bull rushing one of the doors and clearing that room and then trying to hide in that room to take care of it. But it was really hard to clear that room with guys coming from four directions. Yeah, I I feel like they should have put some thought into what to do if you're not playing with friends. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like they did. Because there's a lot of but, us who don't have friends, so. Uh, like me. Yeah, you would have nobody if it wasn't for us. I, that's true. We're contractually I mean, Shiner barely tolerates to play me. with you, so. You, yeah. That is true. It is in both of your contracts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I, how much time do you think you're going to put into the game this week, Jason? Um, I will probably put in close to 10 to 12 hours this week. See, you, sir. Are oh a gamer, Joe. How many hours are you going to put in this week? I put at least that much in this weekend already. I'll probably put in that much again this week. All right. See, you too are a gamer. All right, good. So we've got a couple of gamers. I'll be putting some time in, and then next week we'll give our full review. Like, we'll, how, we'll how dive much time, the... Crowley? What this week? Yeah, I want to hear your number. I, I want to make sure you're a gamer too. <laughs> well, let's see. If I do at least four hours a day for, let's just say, five days, twenty hours. I'll put in 20 hours this week. All right, good. I want to make sure you're a gamer. Oh, no, I appreciate I don't want a podcast that, somebody's I, not a gamer. Right, that's all. right. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want a podcast or play with a filthy casual. Yeah. Not at gotta, all. Got to take care of that. All right, so you're yeah. good, though. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I can appreciate you Can you make sure to log that with me, though, me. so I can make sure? I don't want you to lie. No, it's not in your contract. Uh, join us next week. Uh, when we will give a full deep dive review of this game, we'll talk about game mechanics. We'll talk about graphics. We'll talk about music. We'll talk about hopefully in game. Uh, and we'll also have another retro review of a Star Wars game. Anybody remember which one we're doing this next week? Perfect. It'll be a surprise for everybody. I'm Crowley. I've got those two chuckleheads, Jason and Joe. We'll see you next week. Bad Gamers Anonymous is not affiliated with any video game developer or publisher. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the host and not of Earglue Media. And they're probably terrible. Executive producer for Bad Gamers Anonymous is James Dean. Get good, scrubs.